0: Too many Tic Tacs in the town. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, this is the 3:38 starting time. Please welcome from Toronto, Ontario, Canada, Matthew Wiley. Play away, please. Mom. It ain't the last time. It's podcast Golflandia 200. You, you I made it to 200 finally after <laughs> what? 17 years. With a nice pause. By the way, that was Mick Jagger and RK Fire. It's a, it's terrible quality because I had to configure it cuz that song's not available anywhere. They don't even have SNL reruns of it. It was stripped from Rolling Stone Magazine. You can't find any of it. But Mick Jagger and Arcade Fire, another great Canadian band, by the way. Uh, Let me name the great Canadian bands that I'm going to do a series on here. Guess who? Burton Cummings, Arcade Fire, Neil Young. You may make fun of Nickelback, but they will will wipe their tears with million-dollar bills. But that is the greatest musical guest in the history of that show when he did the last time with Arcade Fire. And you can't find it anywhere. But boy, oh boy, does that thing bang. And so no, this ain't the last time for the podcast, of course. It was a grand rope-a-dope. Lull you to sleep for five months. Let all these new content creators come out and then I'll drive you all over with my fiery dump truck of content. And boy, was it a dumpster today on Twitter. Someone said something, well, I'll get to that in a second, but someone said something really nice on the feed after last podcast. I think it was Pepe Silvia. I hope I'm saying that right. By the way, I gave him my status, gold status or diamond, whatever it's, status giveaway for 2022. So I have the ability to upgrade one friend in quotes, status, and I gave it to him because he's always so nice. So maybe be nicer to me. But anyway, he said in the Twitter feed, and this is not what sealed the deal for him, but he said I should start voicing books on audiobooks, which I felt was a really nice compliment. But imagine, just imagine me voicing a book, a kid's book. Imagine me writing a kid's book. That'd go over well. If you saw my tweets today where I couldn't even complete sentences, so embarrassingly I had to delete them. Imagine, so imagine me writing a children's book about some, like, marshmallow that gets pancreatitis. What am I going to write about? And then the little marshmallow got the ultrasound. I needed to quit hard liquor. Many, 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 in addition to Pepe. Many, 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 three people thanked me for the last podcast in DMs. So here we are at 200. It encouraged me to keep going. This wasn't a rope dope That wasn't a plan. I really didn't want to quit. But I got good download numbers. People enjoyed it. Said, welcome back. You offer something. I've been with you for five years. You jerk. You better not quit. So it was very encouraging. I will continue to do them. A lot of people say they like just hearing about strategy and no picks. Some people said the opposite. They missed my picks. And I'm like, are you insane? I can't give out picks. I just can't go to that model because... I find it disingenuous if you want to slap everyone around. Like I do. I mean, we're beating each other, right? Off. Oh. So, <laughs> I looked over at Nathan and he was raising his eyebrows. Uh, but I want to, you know, my, the goal is to beat everyone. So, I can. I'd love to chop it up about strategy. But that's it. Everyone's got their own mechanism now after four years of how to succeed in DFS. My picks are worthless. Plus, if, they're, if I say something and then I win something and I don't play it, I feel I don't, I'm, not a, I'm not one of these crypto frauds. In fact, I want a new segment called Worthless Picks. Someone said call it Bozo Picks. This is overdubbed Bozo. Boring, overpriced, zero, overplayed. Which isn't a bad acronym. But even the acronyms, we weren't even good at that last week. Remember, 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 remember. <laughs> there it is. There's the brain injury. Remember last week when I said, Josh, Circling the Drain, and I have created acronyms for our game theory on daily fantasy sports. Mine was PET. It's changed since then. His was Urkel. And so. Galaxy Brain CRC, circling the drain, Josh, which he is a Galaxy Brain. That's not a slight. He's a very sharp individual. He has his Urkel theory. 8.58 p.m. Sunday night during the mega showdown, which he's maxed. Mike G on Twitter tweets at me, Hey, man, what part of Urkel theory is submitting 150 identical showdown lineups? And I said, who did that? He goes, I saw Josh was in a 150-weight tie with himself in second place. Josh slept 15 hours Sunday and forgot to enter his non-dummy lineup. Who Josh, by the way, looks like Kevin Ukeles for the Boston Red Sox. I said to him today, you kind of look like Colt Nose. True. He said, no, it's Kevin Ukeles. 100% looks like him. He said he went to Fenway Park once drunk, and in the bathroom is a picture of Kevin Euclid. And he was so drunk, he wondered why, why I wondered why the Boston Red Sox put a picture of him up. Did you ever play first base for them? And then I learned that Kevin Euclid, not Josh, is married to Tom Brady's sister. So Tom Brady is his brother-in-law. And then we got to talking Imagine that, imagine Tom Brady being your brother-in-law and like pulling into his, just your, just your regular old slappy, like you and me, pulling up to his $280 million estate in like a 96 protege. And then he asks you what you do at dinner and you have to explain DFS content to him. And so he's like, so you play fake football on your phone. That's really neat. Hang on while I take this hologram call from LeBron James. And you're just left saying, no problem, Tom. I'll be back. I'll be here all night. Imagine that, though. Imagine being, imagine being anyone and being Tom Brady's brother-in-law and not, like, constantly leaning into him to go toss around the football outside. And then when you finally do, and the whole Brady clan is watching you toss around the pigskin, You go and run your, quote, post route, and he drills you right in the endocrine system. And everyone laughs. Hey, Matt, great catch. Why don't you go grab us some Triscuits inside? Thanks, pal. Okay, strokes gain eyeballs. This is what I was trying to convey on Twitter content before I got derailed by that that four-minute segment. Four minutes, nine minutes, roundup. The, what I was trying to say today is you're going to get overwhelmed, data overwhelmed if you're new to DFS golf or if you're not. I remember in 2017, I had a lot of success. What's the, what's the opposite of subsequent? (laughs) After that, a solid five years of four years of failure. Why? I blame it largely on being totally enveloped into data, which is fine for some people. It's a hobby. And by the way, in terms of last week, I'm not busting on anyone for creating content. It's enjoyable for some, it's a pastime. It, we're just, we're just going to keep an eye on the, the fraudulence. But for me, the second I stepped away from, from, from overwhelming myself with data, particularly in golf, as someone said to me who was very keen and sharp, free yourself of the players. The question you asked with stroke gain eyeballs, using your eyeballs, is macro. Are they a good player generally? I mean, are they a top player in the world over the last few years regardless of their form recently? What makes them a good player is being able not to mess up the least. I double negative that. But can they they recover themselves out of trouble the most effectively? They're all going to have errant tee shots and iron shots. But who has the recovery game to not go on a five-hole bogey streak? Rom, best short game and putter in the world. Cantlay, flawless game. By the way, Cantlay plays this week, probably will win. Matsuyama is on my Pat Mayo team, won last week. And then who, so the macro, are they a good player? You know who those are. And then who's trending week to week? Who's showing solid form? Like Kazire, when he won 100 tournaments in a row, including the Sony a couple of years ago. And he'd never won really previously. He went on a huge run, which is atypical. But you get this solid form week to week, and you start trending. So that's just using your eyeballs to see, okay, I mean, it's like NHL. Who are the hot players? Just eyebrowed me again. But who, what goalie's playing well? It's, moment, it's totally momentum-based. So price, ownership, strokes gain, eyeballs, and then enter one line and do put 150 times and <laughs> take a little siesta. Last week, from a strategy standpoint, I didn't have enough Matsuyama, which was just a layup play. I mean, what, 10% projected, best player in the field? Don't even talk to me about Webb. It was, that was just, you should have had 150 lineups with a minute, But I didn't think he could putt well enough to get the number of birdies you do need on that course. It doesn't matter clearly when you hit it to one foot. Instead, take Chalk Webb, me, and I'm laying seven off the tee, first tee on Saturday. Fart noise. All right. I, I don't know if Josh is going to join us tonight because he's, I don't know if he's out or napping. Um... But we will talk to Ryan, perhaps, Josh, and that'll that'll be a show. Hey Tom, do you want to hear about my book idea about a marshmallow? Yeah, that sounds great, Matt. Maybe we can catch up when I'm not winning my hundredth Super Bowl. Cool man, that sounds great. Did you like the Trish Kids I brought you? God, can you imagine the pressure? One can tell me about your job. Okay. This segment brought to you by Crypto.com. Crypto.com. We will pay all our sponsorships in cash. When will Crypto.com Arena name be brought down? What do they sponsor? The Lakers? The Lakers. <laughs> Good luck. Uh, and brought to you by Staples then. The Office Supply Superstore. One day only. You ask if we actually have staples, you'll get a courtesy one in your eyeball. Let's talk to Ryan, baby Joe. up the round. get the money. Tiger Woods, y'all. Hello. All right, Ryan, the uh, greatest Wordle player in the upscale salad bar? Perhaps.
1: <laughs> yeah, Saul's been beating him at at, at you know 12:02 a.m., so
0: he can't wait as soon as as soon as the clock strokes midnight, he's on it, yeah, yeah the um so s- Josh couldn't join as well. he may just jump in and to say hello, <laughs> so that's I, uh, so. I was telling the story on the opener about how he the hundred and fifty duped lineups he put in because he fell asleep,
1: yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's certainly not the first time he's done it. It won't be the last. No.
0: He can afford it. Yeah. So last week, I got to give you credit because Matsuyama was such a stare you in the face, easy layup play, being the best player in the field, web not even close. I need to just quit that guy, especially his <laughs> chalk highest priced. And Matsuyama sitting there at 10% projected. I mean, you lock that one in. It's 5X yeah. at least. And I'd wanted to deny it all week, but he, you don't have to make a bunch of putts when you hit them your three wood to a foot, you know.
1: Yeah, well, but he did make a lot of putts. I think it was uh, pretty much his best putting week ever. So ever that was, yeah, that was uh, pretty good. And if he hits the ball half decent, uh, the irons weren't great all week. But uh, like you said, he had enough good shots. Um, he didn't make very many bogeys over the weekend, if any. Um, yeah, just incredibly impressive as, uh, as that last shot was in the playoff.
0: So this week we go to the Amex, the Amex and – or Amex. Some people say Amex. Um, Three-course rotation, this is not new news. Uh, everyone knows there's three courses in rotation here. It's a 54-hole cut. It, it, I think last year it played the easiest or close to the easiest – stop on tour um so the toughest is the stadium pete Dye's stadium course you know his typical trickery heavy bunkering um double dog legs on the par Mm -hmm. fives tough par threes a lot of water hazards you know if it's firm it can get a little gnarly one player i remember i don't remember who it is not the player you're thinking about but someone did say that it's the toughest par 3s on tour. Um it's Alcatraz of course, huh? <laughs> probably <laughs> was say, it was probably Josh. <laughs> yes. Toughest par 3s on tour, Alcatraz no exception. We've had some classic finishes here over the last few years. Um, dormant Bermuda plenty. What does that create? You know, one player said to me today, a lot of flyers sometimes. Um
1: Yeah. I mean, anytime you get, uh, I, you know, I don't want to get into grass types, but yes, anytime you get uh, that kind of Bermuda, it's, it's going to be inconsistent, right? Is the best way of saying it. Uh, you cannot bake it into a model. You cannot predict it. It's just going to be a little bit inconsistent, which I mean, really just lends me more towards, uh, the guys who
0: can scramble. So. Strokes game dormant Bermuda is part of my (laughs) stat model this week brought to you by Staples. Staples. Yeah. The office superstar. So, the uh, fairway finders who can find a hot putter, welcome to the cal- welcome to the stretch of golf. And you know, Landry, who else has won here? Um, Adam Long, right? That was Ad- Hadwin, here. right? I did,
1: um, yeah. I mean, Adam Hadwin is pretty much in the top five every single year here. Uh, Jason Duffner won here. Hudson Swafford won here. Good iron player.
0: It's Great iron players, day. yeah. Um. And so this week, it brings a pretty good field in. And the question is, you've got your three, well, two super studs on top, Rahm and Cantley, mm-hmm. which, you know, I haven't started hand building lineups, but I, I'd reckon by a $22,000 price, $23,000 for both, you're not going to have a lot of blinds with both of them in them. But likely one of the winning lineups will have one of them. Mm-hmm. Both similar players. Both, you know, incre- almost flawless games, um, but going to be heavily owned of the 30%. Sure. And so range down, and I've heard people talk about Finau as a winner, and perhaps because he's being overlooked, but, you know, he's sub 10% projected right now. Where are you in this, In this, and we don't want picks, but just strategy-wise.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I, I kind of agree with with most of what you said, you know, I I, I certainly would expect by lock that one of Rom and Cantley is over thirty percent the other one's pretty close. Um mm-hmm. and like what you said, you can't really stack them. So yeah, I think both Scheffler and Finao are going to be very good, very low owned gpp plays, you know, eight, ten, twelve percent owned. Um if I had to pick and one And did
0: Scheffler not win here almost last almost, year? Almost. Almost. Like- I think
1: it was two years. I had- I think it was two years ago. It's honestly. all running together. Yes. Yeah. Um, but if I had to pick one, I I still think I would. I still think I would pick Finau. Right? He was playing pretty well uh, towards the end of the year. Obviously, won the playoff event. He played okay at the Tournament of Champions. He just couldn't putt, obviously. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's got a good short game. Very underrated short game. But extremely um, underrated. So yeah, if I had to pick between those two, I would take Finau. But uh, I, I, yeah, having a hard time making teams that don't have. Wrong or
0: can't up top. It was Landry answer Scheffler in twenty twenty, and um, answer put his brains out. Last year it was Siwoo Kim, right? Yeah, Siwoo si Kim loves you know a Pete Dye course, yeah. and i I would be still completely all over him this week. Can't lay finish second, Davis then Fino. I knew Fino had a good round, and this was the emergence of Michael Thompson too. Was top five, yeah well,
1: and and yeah, I mean, with the three course rotation, right? We only have the strokes gain data from one course, right? So all these guys, like if you're looking at the historical strokes gain here, many of them only have a handful of rounds on the stadium course. Right? And the one thing
0: so, I don't really look at a bunch of you know you know who the best iron players are on tour, you know who's trending week to week, but par three scoring being so important, playing it twice, and some of the most difficult par threes on tour, and you know a lot of these guys, difficult par threes are getting get some of these players' heads, especially yeah. long ones. And so, you know, some players do really play them better. Yep. Uh, John Rum, I think, was second on tour last year, no surprise. Um, and then you go down. I know Wolf is extremely popular. I don't know if his ownerships will catch up to that. But you talked about Connors, right? I mean, is there – Connors, outside of your tweet at him, and you <laughs> never talk about Connors that way. But he's arguably one of our favorite players, if not our favorite player on tour. Is there anyone who's he's money?
1: Yeah, I mean, and he's, yeah, he's just so consistent with the ball striking that even when he has a bad putting week, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, like last week, he had one hot round and he's right there in the top 10. So uh, I think for me, you know, I mean, I'll loan Taylor Gooch in there now, obviously not quite as good of a ball striker as uh, Corey Connors, but he has a better short game. Um, I think the two of them, Mm -hmm. are both excellent plays this week. Uh, I I will obviously lean Connors just because I always do. Um, But if you want to get different and go with like a, you know, a Finau-Gooch-Connors team, you can fit those three.
0: Oh, add add Will Zalatoris to that range,
1: mate. Yeah, no, for sure. He's he's There's very. There's no under-brush.
0: way he ends up sub ten as he's being projected. I,
1: mean, I I'm curious how people look at it, right? Because we haven't seen him in a while. His last few starts were bad, but early in the fall, he had like back to back top ten or top fifteen finishes and looked like he was back and playing well. So um, I think this is an ideal course for Zalatoris. I you know I will definitely
0: play him. But Henley, see, he's he's sandwiched between answer and Henley in pricing, which is genius, right? And Wolf. So answer, mm-hmm. super popular with everyone, and a winner, or close yeah. to it, and top five last year, um, 20% owned, low, you know. and then he got Henley, his performance last week was, was remarkable. I am completely cold on Henley, I mm-hmm. I just think this, the win got out of the sails late round. Yeah. I don't think he can repeat.
1: I mean, he played well, obviously, the playoff poll yeah. and the 18th hole were bad, just- Driving it into that bunker, but um, it's hard. You have you know you're leading wire to wire. You shoot 65 on Sunday and you lose. So
0: he um, used to we used to call him we used to call Henley Fowler minus. I think he's Fowler plus plus now. He's a really really good putter.
1: He was and then he wasn't and now he kind of is again. Yeah. Yeah, when he first came out, like that's what he did. Yeah, he was an awesome putter and then that left. But his iron play became elite. But yeah, I mean, I I think yeah he played great. We'll see how he responds. Um, but yeah, like none of these guys here are really going to be that high. Like I would assume answer and Connors are probably the highest, maybe Henley, but everyone's going to pay up for Rom and Cantley, Right. And then they're only going to be able to grab one of these guys. And so, so like that, leaves the 8, three of them.
0: that leaves the 8,000 range overlooked because then you have to bury some low sevens oh, dead. Yeah. dead, right? So this is where there, there's some value here per, and some upside. So Siwoo Kim, obviously, I mean, I think, he, and he doesn't, Siwoo Kim is the one player, there's more, but Siwoo Kim is the player who doesn't need form to come in and, and win. He went, mm-hmm. I've used this example before, but when he won the players, coming into that, I think he'd missed uh, 70 cuts in a row. Yeah. So he will just fire it. And at 8,300, 8, 8, 8, I think that's a steal. Now, you, <laughs> you're, you're, the, the, the Rose and Fowler are always priced the same. Talk, talk me through that.
1: Uh, I'm just, you know, I'm just going to pass and, yes. and probably, probably play design I don't know why people are talking about Rose and Fowler. I'm hearing a little more Fowler uh, uh, than Rose, which I guess if I had to lean one way, it would be that. Um, but yeah, you know, Patrick Reed is probably the one guy who's going to be high owned here, uh, relative to the others, just because he's one here. And, you know, I think uh, Reed is at a price where we're usually seeing him at like 94, or 96 and And now he's down at 88. So I, yeah, I think he'll get some ownership, but I think the is, is the play here. He's going to be low owned. played last week, played really, really well last week. Um, He gained strokes off the tee, gained strokes, approach, gained strokes, putting, and historically has a great short game. And, you know, that's where our, our knowledge of, of the Euro tour comes in. He's a great scrambler. One at Valderrama, one place where you have to scramble more than anywhere. Like, I think that will bounce back a little bit, and uh, he's going to be very low on him. So I'll take the Buzai here.
0: Ortiz, um, the, <laughs> yeah. the that's a, that's a sneaky um, the sevens range. Let's see here. I don't know. We're not talking picks. We're kind of talking strategy and how to
1: build. Well, so let's start with the chalk, right? I think uh, we mentioned. It. I think Adam Hadwin is is going to be chalk, right? Um, People always play Adam Hadwin. I really don't know why, but now he's coming to his best course on tour, so mm-hmm. I think he's gonna be popular. I do think Knox will be popular, absolutely. Um
0: I'm kind of a Cam Champ does. there, sub five percent. I thought that Cam Champ was everyone's hero. Yes, yeah, he moved to uh, Wolf. He's coming off
1: COVID again. But yeah, like I mean, this is the range. You talk about the advantage of you're getting three rounds. Like, give me a birdie maker like Cameron Champ. Like, give Hell me a yeah. birdie maker like Gary Woodland when he's you know Hell yeah uh, you know, when he's healthy and good.
0: Look at Chez. Uh, I mean, Chez. This is sort of the perfect style code mm-hmm. course for him. He's West Coaster, and uh, I mean it's Chez.
1: Yeah, and there's going to be like so a lot of these guys right we haven't seen in a couple of months. There's mm-hmm. going to be an extreme bias into what you saw last week. So you're going to yeah. see Michael Thompson overowned. You're going to see Adam Spenson overowned. Yep. You're going to see um, uh, guys like Adam Long underowned, who was fairly popular last week, missed the cut by one. Like, I think that's the way to go. Uh, yep. Lucas Glover will be overowned. Um, yeah, lots of options here for sure.
0: Streelman is a lock.
1: Yeah, you uh, right? mentioned. Um, well, so I worry about Streelman when you have to make a lot of birdies. I think we talked about this, but for a cash game, guys going to make a cut probably. But he just doesn't have the upside.
0: He's the he par master. Yeah,
1: um, I'll tell you. i tell you who I'm going back to. Occasionally. Uh He sucked on Thursday, and then he, you know, finished right around top forty. Shot in the sixties all four rounds. gained strokes off the tee, approaching around the green. Like, all right, I'll give it another go. Loves Pete Dye courses, TPC courses.
0: Yeah, and then you get lower here when you try to build these ROM lineups. Steel yeah. Completely disappointed last week. I don't think I don't I don't expect a rebound. You said he doesn't like he gets bored with playing golf. I didn't like he gets bored that. of playing
1: golf. Um, yeah, another guy who burned people, Tom Hokey, right? Yes, he was at the sixty six last week. Like obviously was playing fine, just had a bad Friday. Mm-hmm. Like people aren't going to go back there play him. I think, um, yeah, I mean, Adam Svensson's going to be the chalk, which is crazy after crazy. just one good week. I mean, I like Adam Svenson as much as the next guy, but. He should be two or three times more owned than everybody else here. I
0: mean, there's nothing really – you know, Dylan Fratelli is always interesting. He's a tour winner. He's a mm-hmm. good player. Nick Taylor, he won Pebble Beach going away a few years ago. He's a very underrated ball striker, the second best Canadian on tour.
1: Yeah, like I'm willing to gamble on Jimmy Hahn. Like Molinari. Yeah. Hahn, yeah. Molinari. I mean, yeah. he lives in California now. We haven't seen him in months, but it is exactly the type of course you could play well at.
0: Molinari, he's, he's an addiction. Um, yeah, always. But nothing really – I mean, the uh, Doc Redmond seems to be on the Olly Schneidergen's path.
1: Yeah, done with him. Right? People were betting him at, what, 40 or 30 to 1 last year. My God. Now he's like 300,
0: right. 400. Right. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> um, Kevin Chappell, I mean, you know, that's Tim Frank's favorite player of all time. And, you know, he looked really good for a couple of rounds. But we know how good Kevin Chappell is. I mean, he plays well at Riviera, one of the mm-hmm. toughest courses on tour. He's a extremely good ball striker, great iron player. Yeah. I mean, he could – I remember I, – you'll not – you might remember the course. Do you remember when he came back? Was it Greenbrier? It was Greenbrier. Yeah. And he shot, he shot 12 down. under. Yeah. <laughs> and he could have been um, lower.
1: He was just hitting everything to like four feet. Yeah.
0: I expect that from Ch- Kevin Chappell. Yeah. Um, Jimmy Walker didn't look terrible. Yeah, makes sense.
1: Cool. Like, I think there is just some names down here, and like, I think when I look at down here, I want a guy who can shoot sixty-two and mm-hmm. who has top ten upside. Not every week, but like, um,
0: can you get like, that from Snedeker?
1: Like Chesson Hadley, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: He's a first round leader type. Almost won at Congrey last year. He can make birdies. You give me three rounds of sixty-two hundred, like I'll take some chances there. Um,
0: I can't stand the snapping. I can't yeah, stand
1: yeah. it. But there's a couple guys like I, so I was looking through this earlier. Um, and there are two that stood out that I actually wanted to play. One we mentioned already at Swafford. He's won here before. He's been really good for like the last, I don't know, eight or nine months. Just very consistent. Ball striking has been good. Um, and obviously likes this golf course. And then old reliable, Straka. We're going right back there.
0: You're big boy. he.
1: He shot a seventy three on on Saturday. His yeah. other rounds last week were like sixty six, sixty seven, sixty five. Plays well here. Ball striker, yes.
0: He's, he's just inconsistent.
1: Sure, but that's why he's sixty seven hundred. And if you're trying to get Rom and or Cantlay, you're going to need two from down here. Like that's you know just the way you're going to need to do it.
0: Yeah. Do you have a non Rom Cantlay winner?
1: Um. Well, I mean, if I go to my betting card, um. I guess. Yeah. I'm going mm-hmm. to start. I'm probably not going to start until, uh, because I I may bet Zalatoris. I haven't decided yet, mm-hmm. but I'm going to do doubles obviously this week. So I'm going to bet maybe three guys, you know, 80 to one or more and, uh, play the charm.
0: Yeah. I could get behind I could actually,
1: that. Obviously
0: I could get behind Zalatoris. One guy we didn't mention who I think is pocket aces is, Cameron Tringali, right for him,
1: <laughs> I, I guess.
0: But he I mean, always he's at
1: this price, eighty nine hundred.
0: It's a lot. When did, he he was top 10 tening everything last year.
1: Yeah, but for fourteen hundred dollars less.
0: I don't know. He was ninety four hundred at the Zozo, finished second.
1: Yeah, that was annoying. Um, right, but yeah, ninety seven at the
0: Fortnite, finished fifth.
1: I got nothing bad to say about him, other than I will not have him.
0: Okay. Um, okay. Siwoo Kim, there it is. There's your winner. There's your non can't lay yeah. winner. Uh, give me, give us one Euro pick Ryan with a minute 50.
1: Um, so I, in, in terms of bets, I bet Adam Scott at 50 to one. Uh, yep. it's, it's supposed to be exceptionally windy over there. Right. So, um, I think Ben Coley already made kind of the links correlation. So Scott, and maybe Shane Lowry. And then at the top, I mean, you have Rory, Hovland, Morikawa, Fleetwood. Like there's a lot of guys there. And, Mm -hmm. you know, my default when in Europe is I pick Rory. And if someone goes out there and beats him like Morikawa did at the end of the year, fine. But I'm going to take Rory. That's it.
0: All right, man. Great talk.
1: Yeah. Hey, this is a – is this a a milestone episode? Yeah, we
0: made it to 200. (laughs) I forgot to congratulate you.
1: (laughs) That's okay. You can go back and do the intro now.
0: Yes. Yeah, I forgot it was 200 <laughs>
1: Yes, now you can go back and fix it.
0: Yes. All right, man. All right,
1: see ya. Have a good
0: night. See you. I'm back to the thing where I hear Ed Sheeran in my headphones all the time from the local radio, and I need to get that stopped, especially Red Solo Cup, Ed Sheeran. So that's the end of this show. I was thinking about – Doing, I had talked about doing a Wednesday live show, not like you need more content, but I just want to try it and have fun, called Green Room Guest, Secret Guest, where every week I'll have a CB, perhaps A-level star in the green room, and then we just, you guess who it is, and he, he just pops out. <laughs> That's as far as I've gotten with the show script. It's so this week I've got a in my mind an A level guest. And he's a lot of fun. Or she. And uh maybe we'll rip it tomorrow at seven. Who knows? I don't wanna I don't want to interfere with anything that's going on right now, like scheduled, because there are a number of shows that people watch, like Naggles Baggles at eight PM Eastern. Uh but that's it. I will talk to you at two oh one, maybe. This may be the last time. Oh, this may. This, this may be.